Hello, my friend. You're listening to the Wild Wellness Podcast, and I'm so grateful you're here, especially if you are someone who struggles with PMS. Have you ever considered that your workout could be making PMS worse? And hey, by the way, if we haven't met, I'm Jenny Holbert. As a holistic fitness and essential oil specialist, I am all about helping you live and sweat in sync with nature. Wild Wellness actually stands for women into living their dreams because I hope that whatever I share helps you take care of your body so you can take all the adventures. So here's the Wild Wellness Podcast. First, can we talk about what we have been taught when it comes to fitness and reaching body transformation goals? To me, a lot of the messaging in the fitness industry comes with this idea that we need to put out more effort and hustle more, push ourselves, do challenging workouts if we want to improve. And while that might be true, have you ever considered that perhaps there needs to be some ebb and flow to this, that it's not just always about a flower being in bloom all year, but there's actually a cycle to everything in nature and, of course, then in our bodies. So if you're someone who's actually thought to yourself, if I'm not sore and exhausted, then it wasn't enough of a workout. Anyone else raising their hand? I definitely have had this before. And even though I knew that wasn't true, it's sort of this underlying belief, underlying thought that's just there. And I think it does come from a lot of the exterior messages that we might be seeing and hearing. So there is this time of the month though, right before your period, the premenstrual luteal phase that I'll also refer to later as inner autumn that for me has been the most challenging time of my cycle because in the past, when I would feel fatigued, I would think that that meant that I was out of shape, everything was harder, so I felt like I wasn't doing something right, and maybe I was dipping into adrenal issues again, and I basically would make that feeling of fatigue and that slowdown mean something that it didn't mean. The truth is, I wasn't out of shape, And fatigue was trying to tell me something. It was trying to tell me, this is a time to slow down, my dear. (laughs) So the reality is that during the inner autumn, the luteal phase, also what I call the recovery phase, our hormones, estrogen and progesterone, reach their peak and then dip again as we move towards the end of the cycle. So the beginning of the cycle would be our period when we're menstruating, but the end of this cycle, they dip down again. And this combination of sort of hormonal rise and then fall means that our energy levels may be higher in the early days of this phase, but the hormonal ups and downs of this part of the cycle make us feel sluggish oftentimes. And also, just because of the hormonal and physiological changes, you may even feel more hungry at times. Hello, cravings. So the question is, do we work with this or do we work against it? And I think by now you can probably tell where I've landed in this question and the desire that I have to work with my body instead of against it. And I think that's why you're listening to this too. So let me share with you a little bit more, because if you're someone who 
allows yourself to shift gears, then maybe this isn't going to be as important for you to hear, or maybe it will be a little bit of a reminder. But if you're someone who feels guilty or selfish when you need to slow down, you need to take more time for yourself, you feel guilty for not doing the workout or doing the thing that you said you were going to do, then this is going to be important because there's times during this phase that you may feel excited about higher intensity workouts or that long run. And there's going to be other times that you may not. So can you give yourself permission to go hard and ease back when needed? Because while working out can help your mood and your ability to focus in maybe even other areas of your life, this phase is all about a more yin energy, and it's really about finding the balance between effort and rest. So in my experience, this slowdown was telling me, do something else. Move out of the phase where all this yang energy was taking place in the ovulatory inner summer phase of building energy, and do something else. And in the past, I was so attached to running that even though I enjoyed doing other things, I felt like if I didn't run, then it wasn't enough. It's crazy that I wouldn't allow myself to just take a day and do something else. And if I did, shouldn't say I didn't allow myself because I did do it, but there was this underlying guilt that came with it, like that it just wasn't enough of a workout or I should have done something else. Now, on the other side of what I'm sharing here, you might be thinking, well, workouts actually help me feel better because there's those endorphins, those feel-good hormones that we have. It elevates our mood, actually makes us feel better, and it's addicting to move your body, right? As someone who is naturally inclined to enjoy movement, I totally get it, and it's a tough experience or a tough decision to kind of balance that out. Well, do I move because it's actually going to help me or do I not do it because it could be making things worse? So that's the question that's going to be so individual to figure out. But let's kind of address this question. Is your workout making PMS worse? So even though maybe you're thinking or have had past experience that working out helps you during the premenstrual phase, and I'm not saying that we're better off without moving our bodies during this time because it can help with our mood circulation and those endorphins are like natural pain relievers, but you have to choose what's best for you. So if your hips and back feel tight, then Maybe you need to do some stretching or some other kind of movement rather than what you had planned. Or if you're tired at the time that you usually work out because that's on your schedule and that's normally when you do it, can you be flexible and can you do it at a different time just that day? Or can you maybe shorten it up or do something different about it? Can you give yourself even more time to just warm up or even cool down and transition back into the rest of your day so that there's more rest built into the movement. Basically, what can you do different since your body is experiencing a different phase with different things going on physically and emotionally and everything? 
And also, when you see information out there that says exercise can help PMS symptoms, recognize that regular exercise throughout your cycle is what we're really talking about here, not just during that particular phase. At least that's my interpretation because, yes, research might suggest that aerobic exercise can help improve symptoms of PMS, like depression and fatigue. There's actually a study that found women who did about an hour of aerobic type workout three times a week for eight weeks felt much better physically, mentally, and emotionally. And so that's fine, but this can change in the days leading up to your period if it needs to. So yes, it's about doing it consistently overall as a lifestyle, but it's not necessarily the same exact movement during those days before your period starts. I still think that that needs to change based on what we're going through then. So here's what I want you to remember. You're enough whether you go all out or take a rest day, whether you're dripping with sweat or you're just moving your body and barely sweating. Don't judge yourself or the workout based on those parameters. You're enough whether you run or whether you just stretch and breathe. You are separate from the workout. What you do for a workout has nothing to do with who you are. What you do to move your body is about how you're listening to what your body truly needs. So what does my body need today is the new question. It's always the question, but it's especially important during the luteal phase, which is also called the recovery phase in the workout without burnout blueprint. And oftentimes you'll hear it referred to as inner autumn because this phase is often compared to that season in nature where there's more energy going down into the roots. This is a reflective time, a time to let go, a time to evaluate, look back on that season of growth, and in our case, look back on the past 30 days or so, and as we move into this next phase, notice that there's a shift here. So when we go through this cycle and notice that we're dipping into this inner autumn phase, this is a time when our energy seems to wane. And again, not a time to be hard on ourselves for that or think that there's something wrong with us. It's natural to want to rest more. And even though this is opposite of what our cultural culture's messaging is or messaging that we've likely received from elsewhere, there's this cyclical importance of everything and of this season. So this linear growth and productive aspect of the cycle is often most respected, and that's why it's often difficult for us to transition from that summer young ovulatory phase to the luteal inner autumn phase, and yet we simply need to follow our body's wisdom each month. So if you don't enjoy working out as much right before your period, what does that say about you? Well, for me, it says my body wants to rest, (laughs) so I slow down now. And the truth is, again, we're all different, and only you can decide how to approach that time of the month. But I find that I have the most energy about two weeks out, so in the middle, really, of the cycle when I'm near ovulation. And this is where I choose to focus and maximize that energy. I choose to do workouts and activities that require more energy and recovery, 
And when I notice my energy taking a dip and things are feeling harder, maybe I'm not recovering as well, then that is my cue. But it's also important to track your cycle so that you don't have to wait for those times of sluggishness to figure out what's going on. So if you don't know how to track and train with your body's cycles, then you might end up overcommitted and overtraining at the wrong times. I believe we actually all have a workout style that comes most naturally to us, and I created a short quiz so you can figure out which one yours is, because I think it's important that we work with that natural style instead of against it, and that quiz will be linked in the show notes. It's also at jennyholbert.com slash quiz, forward slash quiz. So if you're one of those people who recognizes that sometimes your mind is like, let's go, but you do feel stressed and tired and unmotivated to move your body at the same time, then you'll definitely want to take the quiz to figure out what your natural workout style is, how to possibly even recover from overtraining and burnout, and really optimize your energy based on you. And actually, one of the women who took this quiz recently shared that Autumn is her natural workout style. So you're gonna, your results are going to reveal one of the seasons. And so this aligns with the premenstrual phase. And she said, I'm working on really listening to my body on a daily basis to determine what type of movement would feel good. In the past, I've been really hard on myself or feel guilty if I took an unplanned rest day. But I'm learning that my body does need more rest more rest days, especially at the beginning of my cycle. I've been doing more yoga and walking on those days rather than spin or running. In a way, it feels a little strange, but also very empowering to work with my body instead of pushing against it. So if you're someone like that who is naturally intuitive and you tend to be reflective and maybe more introverted even, someone who draws energy from time on your own, then this phase of your cycle might actually be a welcome shift for you, even in workouts. So what can you do if you struggle with PMS or that luteal phase? How can you work with your cycle instead of against it so that your workout doesn't make PMS worse? Number one, a mantra I like to keep in my mind, especially for this luteal inner autumn phase, is I am flexible. Just like the woman that I just shared, her thoughts on that being that she is really inclined to this uh, inner autumn phase, she said that she is noticing where she can let go of that guilt for unplanned rest days. And even though it feels strange, it's really empowering to work with her body. She's flexible. She's doing things that she might need during that time instead of having this preset plan that's so rigid that she's not willing to change. So number one, I am flexible. Number two, accept your pace. Resist being hard on yourself if you want to do less, especially in workouts. High intensity, long endurance activities, they may be your favorite at other times. And during this phase, they may not be your favorite, and that's perfectly okay. So this kind of goes along with it, but number three is give yourself a pep talk. Go ahead and give yourself a pat on the back for any goals that you reached and challenges that you met throughout the last month because this can really help you to see that it's not like you've been doing nothing. You know, you have been up to some things, whether that be in your workout or your life. And so this is a good time to 
notice that, to call it out and to recognize and celebrate yourself. And at the same time, maybe commit to move through obstacles that you're stalling on. Notice where you've been procrastinating or not taking action because taking action will give you more clarity and confidence. It's not the other way around. But this is a good time to reassess and sort of reflect. So not that you need to go ahead and dive into action right in this phase because you may leave that for when you move into the um, follicular or inner spring phase after your menstrual cycle, after your period takes place. But just noticing and reflecting, it's a really powerful time to do that and take note. And finally, be willing to explore new levels at the right time. So I think it really helps when we take advantage of those peak energy times and the more young phases of our cycle. So the spring, summer, follicular, ovulatory phases and trying something that brings us to our unique edge. Because if we take the time during those phases to really challenge ourselves, then it's, it's not like we need permission to, okay, I did it hard then so I can take a break now, but it's almost like our body welcomes the rest a little bit easier because we've explored this edge of challenging ourselves. And so now we can settle into exploring another edge, which is more restful, more reflective, and going to allow us to really experience the full range of things in every aspect of our body and our cycle. So I would love to hear your main takeaway from this episode. Think about that right now. What is the one thing that you're walking away with that you want to do something with? And feel free to share it with me if you feel inspired by leaving a review wherever you're listening to the podcast. And thank you for sharing this episode with a woman in your life who might be struggling with PMS too. And before you go, I have one more thing for you. If you want more help with PMS, then you are going to love the five-day flow. It's a free five-day experience where you will learn how to have more ease and less stress instead of PMS in your life. So it's very simple and short sessions that you're going to get over five days and we'll cover moving your body in ways that align with your premenstrual phase so you don't have to think there's something wrong with you and feel out of shape how to eat your way to less PMS so you can say bye-bye to bloating, mood swings, and sugar cravings. We'll also talk about herbs and essential oils, nature's answer to cramps, digestive distress, insomnia, anxiety, and more. You'll learn the truth about stress and what you can do to keep it in check, plus how to optimize your hormone flow to thrive during the luteal phase. So I'm offering this with the amazing Jenny Parham, who is a period coach. And again, it's totally free. So we're starting October 26th. You can go sign up and get the details now at jennyholbert.com forward slash flow. And the link is also in the show notes wherever you're listening to this podcast. Just look for the five-day flow. And until we chat again, my friend, go live your one wild life.